Radio. I'm Ray Burton and welcome to another Let's Talk Gardening podcast. Our mission is to provide listeners with interesting, informative topics and up-to-date information. My co-host is Faya Caro, an award-winning gardener, horticulturalist and media presenter. Faye's passion is educating people. Oh, and she loves bugs a lot too. My passion is simply beautiful, healthy gardens. And together each week, we cover many great gardening subjects. Saturday mornings come around again, and it's time for Let's Talk Gardening. Great to have you with us again, gardening friends. Hope everyone's doing all right out there. We are ready to go now. My special guest in the studio filling in for Faye Akaro is the lovely Andrea Whiteley. Welcome, young lady. Here I am, Here full of are. the joys of spring. I'm loving it, loving it. And so we are ready to go. 94841927. Bev Daring is your first point of contact when you phone in this morning. And of course, the hard taskmaster, John Glidden, is standing by. Now, you might like to email us this morning. I know that we've had phone troubles. Uh, if email is an option for you, go to gardening at curtainfm.com.au. And big shout out to Chris Bartlett for his energetic breakfast show and to Yvonne Hill for supporting Chris behind the scenes this morning. Thank you, guys. And also our cycling DJ, Jim Crinham. He wrapped up the breakfast show with his cycling report just now and Jim will return at 10 a.m. today with the classic 70s. Wowee. What, how's it all going? Well, it is just, everything is bursting forth at the moment. Isn't it lovely? And we, anyone who owns roses is having the best time. I know. We're having the best run, aren't we? We are so lucky because uh, it is definitely rose time. Really? Everything's just looking divine. Joy, Uh, joy, joy. One of my clients sent me through some beautiful photos, which people can have a look on uh, my Instagram page and check them out, of her garden in Florida that we pruned uh, earlier this year. And the whole of the house, of the front of the house, is covered in Pierre de Ronsard roses. Yeah. It is absolutely stunning. Yeah. And, gee, they make you happy, don't they, those roses? They really do. And you brought in a gorgeous bunch this morning. And I must say my all-time favourite is the Jubilee Celebration, which is a very soft pink. It is. Not it, too pink and not too pale. It's no, that perfect even shade sort of, of slightly pink. orangey tones sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jubilee Celebration is a David Austin rose that is beautifully oh, scented. S- the scent. I've um, got it sitting near me, everyone, because <laughs> I want that scent to be wafting across throughout uh, the program today. You just want to put it in a bottle and spray it all over yourself, I think don't so you? too. Right? And also Pierre de Ronsard. Yes, that's, mine is just about to burst forth. Yes. It's uh, over my white arbour at the entrance to our home. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's going to be absolutely stunning this year. We've been feed, feed, feeding it and giving it plenty of... Love. To get that magnificent flush. uh, Yes. Well, I think we really do need to celebrate the um, spring flush here in Perth, don't we? Because our summers are so brutal on the roses. They are. So make the most of every single rosebud right now. Well, I dashed out on Monday because it was that stinker of a day and I just got my snippers and I 
made big vases of roses inside the house because I thought, what's the point of leaving my beautiful buds out there to be zapped? Gorgeous. And I thought, I'm going to bring them in and enjoy them that way. What a great idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish I had have done the same. I have to go and deadhead mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I left some out there, of course, but, you know, because I like to have a little bit in the garden too. But I just know when these days coming in of 36s and 37s, there's no point. And they come like a blowtorch, don't they? Totally. Yeah, to shrivel. They just shrivel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we were saying off air, oh, you know, I was asking you whether or not chili thrip had uh, raised its ugly head and you were saying that there are already some reported cases of yes, it. I thought it, I thought it started later. It normally yeah. does when the soil temperatures are warm. So what does that tell us? It tells us that perhaps the soil temperatures are warmer than we thought, um, than we think. And yeah. um, we do need to be on the lookout for it and uh, yeah. don't let it spoil our day. No. And that now, mm. you know, now we've sort of worked out what it is. We know how to treat it. And um, there's plenty of solutions for thrip on the market that you can spray your roses with. And um, I think they'll definitely do the job. They're not toxic to other uh, creatures that are living in the garden. Um, mm. There's plenty that are on the market to choose from that are really good for chili thrip. Mm. Um, and the other thing is to really keep your plants healthy. So totally, you know, once mm. they finish their spring bloom, it's really important to keep the water up at the root zone. So in the mornings, particularly if it's going to be a really hot day, water down at the root zone of the plant. I'm waving my hands at the root zone as, yeah, as yeah. we. Um, at the root zone and also just keep it nice and moist because they don't like to be wet so that's where they come up from the soil and um, they they don't like to be wet so if you keep that area wet and or just moist make life a lot harder for them isn't it it? makes life harder and then Mm. the spraying regime so you're really spraying every seven days and um, it works and you will continue to have beautiful blooms all through the summer. Yeah. We'll get on top of this. Yeah, keep your roses strong. I think that's absolutely key. Really. Healthy. Yeah, yeah strong sure. and healthy. Yeah. And uh, there are many, many options in, in so doing. All right, now today we're just going to mention uh, the Granville Garden is open. We'll be speaking to Hazel Granville herself at 20 past eight. So that's coming up very soon. Now that's up in Gooseberry Hill. Beautiful garden, I'm told. I'm going to try and get up there myself. Uh, so we'll be chatting to Hazel. She can explain what you could expect to see uh, at 20 past day. So that's coming up. We've got uh, our hourly prizes to give away, $75 gift vouchers from both Bigger Trees and Green Life Soil Co. And we encourage your calls as well. I know we've got a lot of emails to get through. We do. Um, our number, I'm hoping there's no problems because I've been told there has been, 94841927. Um, yeah, uh, let's see how we go. All right. And yeah, you've been a busy lady since I, I last been. saw you. Yes, yeah, yes, haven't we all? I, do you know I've retired? I heard that. Oh, you heard you it. Lucky duck. You I wish it. I could. Lucky and I spent duck. more well, the, time in my garden. The window was open about a quarter of a centimetre opportunity to retire. And man, I slid through there. I, I squeezed in Suddenly there. got super skinny yeah. and went straight yeah, through. Yeah, I went straight yeah. through. I thought, I'm not giving this a second no, chance. Don't yeah. look back. Don't yeah. look back. Keep going. And I bet you're busier than ever. Well, it has been really busy, actually. And this week I sorted out my tax and, you know, all those horrible jobs, get the car serviced. And I'm just setting myself up to feel retired. I haven't quite felt it just yet. Well, you need to just sit in the garden and have a cup of tea in the morning. This is right. And that is retirement. And just, yeah, this is right. And not feel any pressures. I should be doing oh. this. I've got to answer that. I've got to go here. I've got to do that. Yeah. And someone says, come for lunch. You can come. You I can know. Well, actually, isn't that funny? Um, yes, uh, exactly that. Someone invited me to something next week and I thought, 
actually, I can go. <laughs> yeah, and it's I'm just quite thinking. a rude shot, really. Yeah, yeah to have so a life. <laughs> Retired people actually end up busier than when they this were This is what I'm there. told. You've got Their to be very dance careful. dance card is full, yeah. which is a great thing. Yeah. 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 And, and a shout-out, of course, to Faya Caro and April there on their way to Cogen Up, and I believe they probably have the radio on right now. They're heading down. Faye's doing two talks today down oh, in Cogen Up. Yeah, so and I love it's just, So do I. I was just about to say, what a gorgeous place to be going. Great bakery in Cogen Up. Yeah, and there's a gallery down there that I really love. It's and a very pretty place, it's especially a, in the winter. Yeah. I love Cogen Up. Yeah, so they're going to have a really nice time down there. So, uh, yeah, people down in that neck of the woods, she's uh, giving two chats today uh, and... Uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing about her adventures upon her return next week. So, oh. yeah, good on her. All right, maybe we should do a couple of emails because yes, I know we've got a bit to get, get into them. through. There's a huge pile of emails. And we've got week. lots of things we want to talk about as well, don't we? Oh, yes. I think uh, I want to talk about joy today yeah, and the joy uh, yeah. that gardening brings you. Yeah. And just the tiny little snippets of joy that we should really embrace and go, oh gosh, that makes me feel happy. Yeah. Just those tiny little things in life that um, sometimes we spend a lot of time looking for the big moments of joy, but it's actually the, the tiny small little, little snippets throughout yeah. your life yeah. that All make about you gratitude. happy. Absolutely. All about while, while you're doing that, I'm going to write down my five little things oh, that bring me joy at this moment. Moment in my garden. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> I'll probably be very boring. <laughs> no, I'm sure they won't. So let's talk about this email from um, Kate, um, who sent us in a picture of a plant with a fruit on it, and I suspect it's very difficult to uh, see from this picture, but I suspect that it is a ficus pumula, and that purple fruit is the fruit on the ficus pumula. So. Uh, tips for young players, if you are growing ficus pumula on a wall, um, you should keep it tightly clipped on the wall. You can even shave it with a hedge trimmer. That's how I do it in all the maintenance gardens that I look after. Hedge trimmer. Hedge yep. trimmer and you shave it really tightly to the, a bit like uh, when a ball man goes to the barber and uh, gets all that, that little bit of fuzz. That, yeah, I was going to say that fluffy stuff. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> That's what you've got to do to the ficus pumula, but with mm. the hedge trimmer or a pair of scissors and keep it really tightly clipped. And then you're going to get a beautiful green wall from your ficus pumula and it won't, um, it won't go to fruit like this one has. And um, I like Ficus Pumula Minima, which is the teeny tiny leafed one. Mm -hmm. And that's super pretty and looks beautiful on a wall. Mm. And uh, it doesn't um, cause any damage to the wall. It won't pull out the mortar like ivy would, for example, and uh, produces a beautiful green wall. So Ficus Pumula Minima is a great green mm. wall alternative. Okay. Better than trellis, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look a whole lot better. <laughs> and um, then we have a really interesting um, email from Christina who um, wants to know what to do with her bulbs once they finish flowering. Yes. And, I mean, we're all probably in the same situation at the right moment. Right now. Mm -hmm. Throughout the garden mm -hmm. or in your pots, mm -hmm. you'll have your bulbs, will have flowered, bloomed, given you lots and lots of pleasure through early spring and now they're, they're, the leaves are starting to shrivel up and die and that's exactly what you need to allow to happen to put the nutrients, so the green stalks from the leaves, you need all those nutrients to go back into the bulb mm. to prepare it for the next spring. So um, it's a good idea to let those leaves die down then once they have and they've gone brown and crispy, remove them and then 
Take remove the, bulbs, the actual leaf. Remove the leaf. Yeah. Once it's gone brown and crispy, yeah. remove the leaf and put them into a brown paper bag. Don't forget to label them with what they are because so many of us put bulbs in and we forget what they are. Yeah. So um, put them in a brown paper bag, label them and put them in the shed in a, in a dry spot and until um, next year mm. and then pop them in again. You, you don't like add a little bit of sulfur or anything in the bag? Nothing. You don't worry no, about no, no. fungus? No, no, no. Yeah, no. okay. I Good. don't worry about fungus. Yeah. No, what lives, lives. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah. So, no, I don't yeah, worry I, about I that. Yeah, I tend to have that philosophy myself yeah. now. Life's get, too short. You get there, don't you? You get to that point where exactly. you think, you know, you, if you can't, if you're not tough enough to make it, buddy. That's it. In yeah. my garden, you've got to yeah. be super tough. You, mine too, yes. <laughs> In my life, yeah. everyone needs to be super yeah. tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, there, there's a, there's the lovely tips for bulbs and what to do with them. Then um, somebody's showing off. We've got Marja, who's uh, showing off. Uh, oh, sorry, it's Gail from Hammersley. And um, she's, hi, Gail. Uh, hi, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> and she's no, uh, sent us a beautiful picture of a self-sown hollyhock. Yes, so and aren't tall. aren't they the best? They and it, are. Her fence is probably 1.8 metres, as is the standard height of fences in WA. It's and, towering uh, over that. it is about a metre above it. They are a show-off plant, aren't they? Gorgeous. And yeah. beautiful pale pink, looking very healthy. And sometimes self-sown plants are the healthiest because mm. they've done it all by themselves. So they're going to be tough. They're Yes, exactly. Just like what we were saying. So, well done to you, Gail, and thanks for the beautiful photo. Yes, thank you, love. Yes. We'll squeeze in one more. One more. Catch your breath. I will, I will. So, um, here we've got a picture from Jenny, which is uh, mint in a hanging basket that's yeah. not looking fabulous but you know stand by Jenny because <laughs> yeah, the mint last will words. look good mm. and um, it d- always looks a bit ratty at this time of the year do you find that? I don't grow mint yeah uh, well it does tend to take over the garden if you let it oh but, god uh, yeah Jenny's mm. a very smart gardener got it in a basket and she's got it mm. in a hanging basket so mm. it looks wonderful and I bet you that smells gorgeous when you walk past it mm. and brush past sensory gardens are so important mm-hmm. or sensory plants within yeah. the garden yeah so that when you brush past something, you just get, oh, that smells yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, Jenny, don't worry. Give it some um, some seaweed solution. Um, maybe trim back some of the leaves that are a little bit ratty and it will go gangbusters. Lots don't of, worry. It likes its water. It loves water. It loves water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Okay. 94841927. We will shoot off to a break. On the other side, we're going to have a chat with Hazel Granville talking about the Granville Garden, which is open this weekend. Curtain Radio in Perth. It's 21 minutes after 8. You are with Ray and Andrea this morning. Faye is on a little... So a road trip. Road trip. Road trip, road trip <laughs> down to Cogent up this morning. She's doing a couple of insect bee chats, I believe. Oh, okay. And the wool mill down yep. in Cogent up. What fun. Yeah, I think so too. I just love these little country towns, you know. Me too. Oh, and up... we need to spend time in uh, WA country towns because they're so lovely. Oh, I was up in York a few weeks ago and I just love it up there. I, I love, love York. That's oh. where my husband's, um, there's a park named after Joanna Whiteley, uh, my husband's ancestor. Is that so? so yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Very um, significant. I've had a picture of all the... All the family standing in front of the sign. Yeah. Joanna Whiteley Park's near a toilet block, unfortunately. But 
as you do. Yeah. So um, yeah, York's a beautiful place. I love it. Yeah, and I've got to I've got to get out more. I've, I'm now I have I have time. So you can go I'm midweek. Going, I can, and I think that's a great idea. Midweek. The roads are yeah. roads are less busy. Yeah, exactly. Two J is next, and just little places all around. They don't Two J has a great Christmas shop. Don't have yes, and a very good bakery. Yes, I'll stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as promised, we have Hazel Granville online. Hi, Hazel. How are you? Good morning. Hi, Hi, Hazel. Ray and Andrea today, Hazel. Mm -hmm. That's great. All right. Now, how's it all going with the preparation for this garden, which is opening this morning at 10 o'clock? You frantic? Uh, No, I've passed the frantic stage. Yes. Yeah, the work (laughs) is done, right? Yes, whatever's done, whatever's not done is not done. It's a garden after all. It's never finished. Never Never. finished. Okay. No, I like your attitude. Absolutely. Have you opened the garden before, Hazel? Yes, I have. I have. Okay, so um, expecting big numbers, I think the weather's going to be perfectly fine. That's wonderful. It's great because after all the hard work, you want as many people to come and share your garden as possible, you know. Yeah, 100%. Now, you're located on at 10 Kara Wong Drive in Gooseberry Hill. Now, this is part of the Open Gardens WA scheme as well and it's today and tomorrow between 10 a.m and 4 p.m so lots of time for listeners that are hearing this to get up there today and tomorrow and have a look around what will we see when we come to your house well hopefully you um you'll see a garden that's a little bit different um because i'm um part asian and my husband's australian we've decided to do a blend of the two um countries i suppose so one side is tropical and um you know i've got dozens of palms, all sorts of different palms and tree ferns, tree ferns that are um, half the height of the house and wow. we're on a, 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 a sort of high house um, mm. we built into the hills and um, now the tree ferns are self-sowing and so are the palms, so we've got tropical fruit trees, we've got lychee, longan, mango, custard apple, all the tropical fruits that I miss from I was going to Asia. say, so that's the Asian part? Yes. Yeah. So and this you have to tell us about this Wallace line thing you've got going on there. I did a bit of reading on it last night and I thought, oh my word, yeah. Well, it's it's just an idea, an, an imaginary one, yeah. Yes, it's just an idea. When I was at uni many many moons ago, fifty years ago, um, this came up in my studies, Asian studies, and um, the Wallace line apparently is a, a an imaginary line um, thought about by Alfred Russell Wallace. He he. Um, said that in, through the islands of Indonesia, through Lombok and Halmahera, um, one side, on the western side, it's the Indonesian-type animals and the Asian-type animals, and on the right-hand side, on the east, is the more Australian-type animals. And when we went to Lombok, we actually saw that. The, the landscape was drier. There were fossil mm. uh, fuels. So when we decided on this house, yeah. I thought that's one thing we can do. So to the right of the house, the house is the Wallace Line and the driveway. And to the right, we've got the... Australian side, all native plants, and then to the left we've got the tropical side and the um, the, the wet climate side. I love that. How I fantastic. That. And separating plants like that really gives you an opportunity to water appropriately yeah, exactly. for yeah. each type of um, each type of uh, country that you're gardening for. Yeah, no, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Exactly right. yes. mm. The top half was mostly bush anyway. I was not going to do anything with it. I promised my husband we'll just pop in a few bits of colour here and there, but the colour kind of moved and the native plants <laughs> kept growing. And the, yeah, so well, you're a gardener after all, Hazel. 
You can't oh, help yeah. yourself. Yes. No, I can't help myself. <laughs> How long have you been gardening, Hazel? I've been gardening seriously for 15, 25, 30, uh, probably 20-plus years. Yeah. But we've been in this house for 40-plus years. Mm-hmm. And we had young children... Yeah. No money. <laughs> yeah, they took it took priority. You know, mm. time. Yeah. So and then after the children were grown more or less grown up, our youngest was fifteen, we thought, right, now is the time to it's your time. Yeah. 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 So we got rid of the lawn and um, and we, we went with the flow because we live in a quite a wet area because there's a natural spring coming through and so the bottom house was wet. The lawn was never did well because it was too wet. Mm. So we thought go with the flow. Yeah. Like yeah, work so work with what you've got. Absolutely. And the bottom garden basically takes care of itself. Yeah, of course. Of course. Now, there's, you've got a plant sale there as well this weekend? Yes, yes. We have, um, again, it's just plants that people were interested in last time. They go, oh, I can't find this anywhere. I would love this plant, particularly the mock orange. Um, ah, Yes. And it smells beautiful at the moment. So people are smelling it and they can't find it. So I've potted them on. And then, of course, going with the Wallace line again, I've got native plants. I've got kangaroo paws and some baronias and some um, just a few native plants for sale as well. It's mm. not, a big, not a big thing, but, you know, the things that I grow in my garden and the things that I can't bear to throw out when something breaks off, so I'll stick it in a pot. Yeah. yeah. You're obviously a good gardener stuff. by the sounds of that. <laughs> And so people, and obviously refreshments are available. Um, anything else yep. that we need to know for our listeners coming there over the weekend? Can you, are you dog friendly at all? No, no, we're not dog friendly. Okay. Um, there'll be lots of people and, you know, yep. one dog can upset people who are a little bit perhaps dog, dog shy. Yep. Okay. Um, any, um, any steps to worry about or anything like that, Hazel? There are steps, but not a lot. But okay. coming in from the driveway, a wheelchair can go all around the house because we have a large deck. And from the deck, you can look down into the pond and into the tropical garden. And you can go to the swimming pool area. You can see the native plants. You might find some difficulty getting down to the bottom half. Which you can see it. Out. Yeah. You can still get to the chickens. You just got to hang on to that wheelchair if you're pushing a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It sounds yeah, divine. It I'm, I'm going to try and get up there myself over the weekend as well, Hazel. We wish you um, all the luck in the world, uh, a lot of work in prepping. How long have you been ha- having this plan for to opening this weekend? Well, they approached us last year and mm. I said yes and thinking that I would have plenty of time. time. But I ended up working for the first six months of the year, yeah. so that month. And then our daughter who lives in Thailand wanted us to come and visit. So that went another two months. Ooh. So we've been back for about a month and a half working, working, like working. Like crazy. So the winter, yeah. Yeah, no, good on you. You're good on you. If you've, and, sorry? The chickens are happy with all the weeds and the compost is happy. So Sounds um, beautiful. It sounds like a garden that there's something there for everyone today. It's a special piece of paradise, I think, Hazel. Well, we love it. We love it. Wonderful. Um, and that comes through in your description. And uh, I think everybody that goes there will have an absolutely wonderful day out. I hope so. I hope so. They will for and sure. I, questions, and I love talking to people. So don't be afraid to approach me. I'm, I'm never too busy. I'll 
I love talking to people. Oh, about I think you'll be inundated. It sounds absolutely stunning. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. but Of course, that's oh, a good don't thing. Don't be nervous. I yeah. love it. Mm. Butterflies are always good. <laughs> yes. yes. That'll, get, that'll get knocked out of you in the first 10 minutes anyway. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so. Once, once people start arriving that's and I'm right. yes, no. talking about my plants, all right, wonderful. Go. Look, go well, uh, enjoy, and uh, we will catch you very soon, Hazel. Thank you very much, and good luck. You. Bye-bye. Cheers for now. And that's the Granville Garden, 10 Currawong Drive in Gooseberry Hill. Okay, so beautiful part of the world. And uh, you can Google those details too by going to opengardenswa.org and you'll find a list of uh, all gardens uh, opening up between now and the end of the year as well. So you yeah, can while you're pop there, your you little diary. Oh, there's so many in, other things you can do you when can you're in there. You can go and that. see Patsy Durack, yes. my dear old friend. She Isn't she the most beautiful lady? Oh, I, I adore love Patsy. Patsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's just got something about her. She's a very, very special lady. Yeah, mm. yeah. Patsy yeah. took me to Highgrove, to Prince Charles's garden to see. Did she? Yes, she did. Good yeah. Lord. I went with her many years ago now. It yeah, was wonderful. She's, she's the most special lady. Yes, I've yeah. got a very special place in my heart for Patsy. Yeah, same yeah, here too. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, here we are chatting away. We have Amanda on line. Now, Amanda's in Greenmount. Oh, she wants to talk about gall wasps. I mean, do you know what? I have this on my list to talk to you about today okay. as well. So Let's get into the gall Timing. Wasp. Amanda, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Hi Amanda. Amanda. We're great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, are you there? Yeah, yeah go ahead. waiting. Sorry. Tell us about your gall wasp, Amanda. Yes, I've got a miniature lemon tree in a pot. And last year it had the wasp and I cut the little bulbs off it um, and I put them in a plastic bag and sat them in the sun for days and days and days before I put them in the bin. Um, I've got them back again this year. I'm not sure why. The the reason is because probably uh, you've been a diligent gardener and you've taken care of yours, but you've probably got a neighbour mm. somewhere over your back fence or front fence or side fence uh, who's not been so diligent. So the gall wasp will keep coming back and back and back until that neighbour um, takes care of their situation. So all that you can do again is cut it off and bag it and you've done the responsible thing and we should all be doing that and um, popping it into your bin don't put it into the compost so somebody might have done the trimmings and then put it into the compost uh, which it means they're off they go again this mm. life cycle continues mm. um, but unfortunately you will need to do exactly the same again sorry about that Amanda mm. Gosh, I won't have much left of my lemon tree if this keeps up. <laughs> well, um, you know, my mum's got a couple yeah. of citrus in a pot and uh, she did have some as well and we cut them off and that it's come back a treat. So um, never underestimate the power of a lemon. It will come back. All right, then. I'll do the same thing again. Yes, give it it's another great go. news and we know, Amanda, the gall wasp is, uh, yeah, a massive problem out there. So if people don't Not know what away. the gall wasp is, it's a mm. swelling. Um, you'll see, so it's a wasp comes in, it goes into the cambium layer and it lays its eggs and it sort of lives in there very happily until it hatches out, mm. uh, until it goes on to make the next generation. So it, the gall is actually the home of the baby wasps, if you 
you mm-hmm. like. So um, it's uh, important that you cut that gall off and remove it. You might even see gall. There's galls in all sorts of plants. Eucalyptus. Uh, we've got a, a eucalyptus, a very pretty one that gets gall as well. So you just need to cut off the affected branches and um, it, and uh, remove them for best results. My also got these wasps. Um, she bought a property and uh, I noticed them. She didn't know. And I noticed them on one of her trees. Yes, and that was happens, yeah. yeah, so we've had to deal with that one. Cut hers um, off as well. Sharpen the cicatures yeah. and cut, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> and is it okay just to put them in the bin? Uh, in the in the red littered bin, yes, but in a plastic bag, preferably. Okay, a Ziploc bag would I be actually, good. I actually sliced mine before I put it in a bag. Well, I put a little cut into it. Does it make you feel better? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't actually need to slice them. You can just pop cut once you've cut them off. You can just put them in the bin. Don't you but, solarize? Oh, yeah. uh, you can do, but if you're putting them in the red litter bin, it's fine in a plastic bag. Okay. Yeah. But uh, good job, Amanda. Just keep keep on going, and good spotting to find it in your friend's garden as well. Yes. <laughs> yep. All right, love. All right. Good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks, Have Amanda. Have a great day. It's a really uh, interesting thing, isn't it, um, Ray? You, if you have fruit trees, you do need to be perhaps a more responsible gardener than someone who's just growing flowers. Why? Because the things that come into your garden as a result of having those fruit trees can affect the whole neighbourhood. So you do need to be responsible if you're wanting to grow fruit trees and and look after the pests that will come and seek out your fruit trees. Yeah. Well, I removed my lemon tree. Because Because of the gall? Yep. Yeah. It's very bad in your area. It is. It is. It is. And, And I was ending up with no tree. Yeah. And not getting any lemons the next year because I had to be so hard on it. And it wasn't giving you joy, Ray. It wasn't giving me joy. Get so I it. put something in, in its place to give me joy. And what did you replace it with? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm trying to think of him here. A red, vintage red eucalyptus. Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, black. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Leaves. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah. They're so dramatic in the landscape. They're yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm known for my drama. <laughs> Really? Um, no. Yeah, really. All right. Yeah, just ask my other half. Okay. Now, we're chatting to Lorraine. Now, that we're talking about Amanda's garden. That is going to be open next weekend. Uh, uh, Lorraine, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're going well. How about you guys? How are you all? We're very busy, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us tell us what's going on. What... Well, the garden's looking a picture. The roses are absolutely... They bloomed a bit early for my liking, but there's still lots and lots of buds to come. Yeah. The, um, there's lots of flowering trees. There's lots of plants. There's Louisiana irises in the pond. There's, it's just looking absolutely magnificent. Yeah. Now, you open your garden every year, Lorraine? We do. We, do. we raise funds for meningococcal awareness, yeah. uh, which our daughter died from in 1997. Yes. Uh, and each year we open it, uh, once a, uh, over a weekend, um, open from 10 to 5 each day. Yeah. Um, we've got lots of things for people who have been... Uh, we've got a treasure hunt for the kids this year. 
Oh, what a lovely idea. And then we've got little prizes for them if they complete the treasure hunt. And then also we've got an ice cream van coming on both days for the kids. Oh, not wow. only not just kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. And then Roachy, Gossel's Roachy run our sausage sizzle, so there's plenty of food to eat. Then we have um, a lovely Devonshire tea out under our paper barks in the paddock. It's all lawned. And they can sit, uh, they've got live music down there as well. And people can sit, we often have to prise them out of their seat to get them moving because they want to stay all the time. But it's it's a lovely, lovely relaxed area. Yeah, no, it sounds absolutely beautiful. Now, you're located in Southern River. We are um, at the junction of Margaret and Madison Street in Southern River, behind the uh, mosque on Southern River Road. It's pretty well signposted. Okay, and but we've um, got lots of uh, plants for sale. We've got lots of roses. Robbie Melville donates roses. Oh, Vivetta from Swiss Rose Farm. Oh. Um, Ian Dawson, uh, um, whose daughter used to row with Amanda, he he donates about a hundred roses each year. Oh my um, goodness! Tri- tri- How tri- wonderful! Sunnyvale donates over a hundred trays of seedlings. Uh, we've got some wonderful, wonderful supporters. Rich Grow, Jeff Richards from Rich Grow donates a whole pile of um, garden products and they're part of our um, our raffle. Our mm. raffle. We've got about 20 prizes in the raffle and Lodestar Trailers have donated a, a, a each year once again a 6x4 big trailer um, as first prize for the raffle. Oh, my oh. word. So people really uh, want to get behind well, this. And, and the tickets are very cheap, three three for $5.00. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can't get anything for $2 these days. Cannot. No, you cannot. Okay, and so obviously all proceeds are going towards Meninja Cockle. Meninja Cockle Awareness, Um, On behalf of uh, your beautiful daughter. There's been one case only just a couple of weeks ago. Was there? Was there? Yeah, and this, this, when Amanda died, there were over 100 cases a year, and now it's down to, we've only had five so far this year. I mean, that's, that's five too many. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we keep working on it, and we're working on getting the um, B, B strain put on the free list. At the moment, you've got to pay for the B strain. Okay, okay. You're doing amazing work, Lorraine, and, uh, you know, motivated for all, not, you know, the wrong reasons, of course, but um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. the work you're doing now is uh, hopefully saving other families from going through what you've been through. Yeah, so I can only I take so. our hat off to you and, and this admire. garden, your garden, Lorraine, is absolutely gorgeous. So... If if you're going to go and see an open garden um, next weekend, Make please go and see this one because mm. it's absolutely gorgeous. And um, as Lorraine says, so many of uh, all, all, uh, the gardening community and the horticulture community got behind all this. get behind you. It's and um, there's a good reason for that, and it's because of all the hard work and yeah. the good work that you do. Um, yeah. And you just bring so much uh, happiness to people every year when you well, open. So hats of off love to it. you. Wheelchair as well, people, lots of people just come and sit in the garden and listen to the live music and have a yep. cup of coffee under the trees. It's it's a very pleasant day out. Yeah. You do it well, and wonderful. Room. There's over an acre of garden yeah. to wander around. To wander around in a couple yeah. of water features. They can sit and listen to the music and listen to the water running and. Yeah. It's very, very pleasant. Yeah. yeah, so you can imagine why people just sit and they don't want to move. And we've yeah. got an art display as well. Art. And a Paddy's Market. And my cousin works a, a butt off for oh, quite a bit. She makes all homemade jams and chutneys and pickles and all sorts of things. We've got cakes. Uh, as I said, we've got a sausage sizzle. You've got it all covered. And I bet there's a heap of volunteers that all get involved behind yeah, you well, too. That, that's the interesting thing. Yeah. A lot of the helpers that come and help, their children went to kindergarten with Amanda over 40 years ago. 
and, and that's still, a very special thing that they um, and they're still brings walking everybody together. Still come back and help yeah. at the garden fight. I'm still walking beside you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, No, that's it's, uh, it's a real community day out. Really, we've got a lot of lot of helpers. People on the gate. People on the raffle. Um, just and pe- we've got people parking people out the front with flags showing people where to park. Best easiest way to park. Yeah, it's it's very very well, well organised. Every every and people who used to work with Barry at the electoral office many many years ago. Okay. Well, look, uh, we wish you all the luck uh, with yeah. a, another successful event next weekend and we'll be sure to mention it again next Saturday morning for That's you, Lorraine. Right. Thank you so much. And entry's only $5, so you can't yeah. get anything for $5 these days either. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot. <laughs> it hasn't gone up in 20 years. No, well We've done. We've been doing it for over 20 years. Yeah, no, congratulations. Uh, and we, yeah, as I say, we wish you every every success that this will Thank be. Thank you so much. Thanks for your help and thanks. We really appreciate it. Just pray for good, nice, cool weather. It'll be beautiful. Exactly. It'll yes. be, be good weather. Long range forecast is looking good. Yeah. Good. Have a great day. Yep. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, so you Lorraine. Thanks, Cheers Lorraine. for now. Bye bye. Okay, we do have to do this. Curtain Radio. And we are back. You have Ray and, and my special guest, Andrea Whiteley, in the studio. And busy lady that you are, a garden consultant, landscaper, a blogger, a writer. On and on it goes. I know, I know. But somehow I seem to fit this in. You seem to fit this in. Thank <laughs> you for your company this morning. I really oh, do very appreciate welcome. it. Having fun. Uh, yeah, we've got lots to talk about still, but I think I'm going to give something away. Let's do that. I think so. I think so, because I like to do something each hour. So we're going to go to Green Life Soil Co. It's time to go shopping. Listeners, you must be a Curtin FM member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. You know the drill. Now, I was reading that Green Life currently have in stock great range of organically grown veggies, herbs, medicinal, bush tucker and flower seedlings, capsicum, Californian wonder, cucumber, lembanese, Watermelon sugar baby, miner's lettuce, and apparently that tastes a bit like spinach, beetroot Detroit, sunbird sunflower, white sage, people use that for smudging, yakon root, uh, ground pear, and sweet basil and more. So they have some really interesting organically grown uh, seedlings available right now at Green Life Soil Co. Uh, I do recommend that you uh, go to their website, which is greenlifesoil.com.au. Join up for her monthly newsletter. It's it's got a lot of information in it you receive it each month it'll pop down into your inbox and it's free just register online now you can also get a lot of advice uh, from the the team at Green Life uh, for getting your garden through spring and into our hot summer you can get a free pH test done on your soil and Green Life will be able to provide you options to suit your goals and budgets as well so just remember it is a busy time of the year at green life being spring and all never hurts to ring ahead if you've got some intentions there and uh, tee up the guys so that they can give you their time once you're there so i recommend you browse their facebook page too for all the updates now if you'd like to go shopping at Green Life Soil Co. with a $75 gift voucher thanks to paul and linda michener our good buddies true or false Here's a really hard word. Arisaceous plants like an alkaline soil. True or false? Arisaceous plants like an alkaline soil. Is that true or is that false? 9484-1927. Off you go. All right. We shall carry on with something else. Business. 
Yes. Look, um, there's been a lot of bad news lately, hasn't there, on the news? We're all sick of hearing it. So I thought today we should really celebrate the things that bring us joy in the garden. And I was prompted by... Um, I was uh, a man that I met this week um, and he was loading in cheap potting mix into the back of his car yes. um, at a at a place, at a hardware yep. store yep. where you can buy cheap potting mix as yep. well as expensive potting mix, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to him, because I just can't help myself when I see people buying cheap potting mix. You had to jump in. <laughs> and I just said out. to him, oh, hello. And, you know, I was loading things into my ute for a job that I was doing and I said to him, oh, hello, I see you've bought cheap potting Mix. I said, you know, it's going to be really important that you put some manures and extra things in with that um, so that you can grow grow a better garden. And he started talking to me and he all of a sudden his face lit up and he said, oh, I, I see you're loading plants into a ute. Is that what you do for work? And I said, yes. And, and he said, let me show you my garden. And so he opened out his phone and he started showing me pictures of his veggie garden that he created last year. And he actually looked like Nicolas Cage. And I, I'm looking at him. He said, are you looking at me because you think I look like Nicolas Cage? And oh, I said, my word. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said uh, well, you know, you do look like Nicolas Cage. And he said, well, my name's very similar. My name is Nick. Um, and my surname is very similar to Cage. So um, hello to Nick Kay uh, <laughs> from, uh, from a certain uh, Bunnings store that I was visiting this week. Well, I, um, I've always fancied Nicholas Cage. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Um, but anyway, it, great shout out to um, a very passionate fellow who was, um, you know, sharing the joys of his garden. And I thought, you know, how wonderful was that interaction with him? And he made me feel so happy just showing me his garden and what his photos. And, doing and how, how happy it made him. It made him so happy. And make, which and makes you happy. It made me happy. And it's sort of uh, contagious, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And uh, so it sort of got me thinking about other things that have made me happy this week uh, gardening things and um, my mum sent me my dear mum sent me some a photo, a couple of photos this week one of a beautiful rose that she's been nurturing that is in full bloom and looking beautiful um, so that's making her happy and also two tomatoes which you can have a look on my Instagram page and see, she sent me a photo of them that came up just from a seed yeah. and they're the most perfect little red tomatoes and um, so they've made her happy this see, week we're not hard to, gardeners we're not hard to please are no we, we, we are, are not, not hard, hard to, to please. please yeah yeah and it's just the simple things that bring it us is joy. the simple things and and so i was talking to uh, some another friend of mine brenda and i said to her brenda what makes you happy in your garden she said the thing that makes me happy in my garden is taking my shoes off and standing with my feet on the earth yeah, and just grounding myself and yeah. i thought yep you know what that's so simple and it's free yeah, we can all do that. Just it's take a moment. Good for you to make do. sure you don't stand on a prickle. Absolutely. But bend um, your eyes out. Yeah. Keep, keep <laughs> life of where you're standing. But just stand for a minute and look and just be with part, be of, part of nature. Yeah, immerse yeah. yourself just for a moment. Yeah. Doesn't take long, and that makes give her you, happy. Give so you that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I was talking to another friend, and she said to me. Um, you know, oh, you know what she said. Oh, let me show you these photos of a friend of mine who's got a garden in Sawyer's Valley. And as she was explaining it to me and talking to me, Angie's face just lit up, and she's showing me all these photos that her friend had sent her of her garden. So there you are. It went all the way down the food the food chain, and it made three people happy. So one friend sharing photos of their garden made another friend happy, which showed another friend. And so you can really get so much joy from 
your garden, from other people's gardens. And I think that's probably why Facebook, uh, gardening Facebook groups are so good because people share and Absolutely. post their photos. And yeah. yeah, I always like to have a browse of that and I always like to comment or, yeah. you know. Um, and that makes people happy excited. as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. What makes you happy in your garden, mate? Well, I've just tried to write a few things down. Now, we do have a winner for our competition, by the way, guys. Um, good on you, Roma. Um, $75 gift voucher from Green Life Soul Co making its way to you this week. Let us know what you do with it. At the moment, uh, it's a riot of colour and I think my roses are outstanding at the moment. I am really enjoying them. Great. For now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've written down movement in my garden. I have a lot oh, of movement in my that. garden. Mm -hmm. I love that. Just when mm. the wind picks up and there's birds yeah, and things. Yeah, and oh, I have I the verbena bonariensis in the oh, garden. You know, they're very tall. I and my that. goras are just starting to come out. And I'm just watching things move all the time. And I've had some beautiful flowering trees, a weeping flowering peach, which is nearly finished. He has been spectacular. And I have a uh, a beautiful weeping maple. I like things that weep. I I am attracted to that form, if you like. Uh, I love that too. It's yeah, so pretty, and it means that you can have a lot of trees in a small space. I've yeah. got a weeping circus, which you've seen the yeah. um, the la the uh, lavender twist uh, yeah. circus, yeah. and that too is a weeping form, and it's so pretty because it's so small yeah. and delicate, and you can fit a lot of trees into a small space. Yeah, and yeah. of course I do have a small space, so yeah, absolutely. Mm. There you go. I love that the movement of the garden. That's beautiful, Ray. That is something that captures me all the time that I stand and watch. Yeah, so I think that's go. why I like uh, planting grasses in the well, landscape. Well, I have grasses. I, have but grasses. I love that movement, mm, yeah. and it's sort of you know. You can put yeah. some music on yeah. and just yeah. spray a little in the love, garden. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that is something that I, I must have. And obviously I have a beautiful water feature out the back. I love the water flowing. And I stare at that all the time without even knowing that you're doing it. I know. And you can just yeah. have that moment Watch of it. mindfulness mm. and be taken away, transported. Watching birds play in it. Yeah, yeah. it's just small little things. I know. We do have to go to a break. Now, Carol, we're aware of your call. Uh, we will be with you and I'll give you the answer to our competition on the other side of this. Curtain Radio. You're tuned into Let's Talk Gardening on Curtain FM right now. We will have the news for you coming up very soon at 9am. Now, with our little competition of true and false, the winner was Roma of Yokine. The question was, erisaceous plants like an alkaline soil, true or false? The answer is false. They're acidic soil lovers. Now, examples of erisaceous plants are azaleas, camellias, Japanese maples and rhododendrons, just to give you a few as a bit of an idea. Okay, we're heading to Ocean Reef. Carol, thanks for waiting. Oh, that's okay, and thank you for your garden show. Hi, Carol. Um, hi. Um, my question is, I've got a Panama red um, passion fruit, and it only had two fruit survive on it this year because um, it was loaded, but the rest all uh, crinkled and dropped. Um, but I'm wondering now about um, pruning it. It's um, to the top of the frame, it's mainly just all the stalks going up and no leaves. But on the top of the frame, it's really like thick with um, the vine and with the leaves. So would I be able to cut it right back? Uh, you can give it a... I would cut all the stuff off the top, all those tall bits. Definitely cut them off. Um, and yes, you can give it a trim now that it's finished fruiting. Um, and... I, I don't know that I'd go too hard. I'd take about maybe, you could probably take about a third off. 
Yes. Um, and then you need to fertilise it um, and give it some sulphate of potash so that you get more flowers and then more fruit. Oh, good, yes. Yeah. It was loaded, actually, but uh, for some reason, I noticed it um, with another passion fruit in our area too this year, they um, sort of got quite big, like a golf ball size or bigger, and then they all shriveled up and just right. all dropped off. Yeah, yes, okay. I don't know whether it's because of the season being, you know, a bit funny. No, it's really got to do with the the passion fruits are gross feeders, which means they need a lot of fertilizer all through the growing season, so that you you maintain that fruit, that you grow big fruit, and so you, you do need to fertilize them quite a lot. So that's where sulfate of potash will be really helpful for their, getting them going and keeping them on the vine and keeping them super healthy. Oh, good. Oh, well, thank you very much for your help, and I'll carry on listening to the show. It's fantastic. Thank oh, you. wonderful. Some compost around the base would also be good, mature compost, Carol. Oh, okay, great. Thanks for that. Thank All you. right. Have a Thanks, great day. Thanks, Carol. Cheers. Bye. And let's go to South Yundera, chatting with Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Hi, Kevin. Yes, I've got a simple question. I've got some azaleas in pots, and... The leaves always go brown at the tips. Can you tell me why that happens? Um, so that could well be your, um, a couple of things, but it could be your watering regime. Do you, um, how often do you water them, Kevin? Well, quite often because uh, they're, most, they're all bonsais. Oh, okay, right. So even even though they are bonsais, um, you probably don't need to water them as often as you think. Azaleas are pretty tough, so you might be over-watering them. Okay. Sometimes um, yellowing on the leaves indicates over-water. So it's always good to... You can either get a moisture meter or you can um, stick a wooden chopstick into the soil uh, just to see if the soil sticks to the wooden chopstick, uh, then you'll, um, you know, not to water. So um, I would be testing it before, I, testing the soil before I water the plant, always. Yeah, um, at the moment they've finished flowering and they've all got new growth on them, but eventually the tips will come on them. But I always try to underwater them because if you do that to an azalea, it'll drop dead on you. They're, yes, they're... it can do. But So that's why putting that wooden chopstick into the soil will tell you if you need to water it or not. All right, then I'll yeah. try that. Thank you very much. All right, then. All the best. And obviously fertilising with Thanks, the camellia Kevin. and azalea fertiliser is very good and very important. To use their yeah. specific type of fertiliser Yes, exactly, well. for acid-loving plants. Yeah. Mm. Are you an azalea girl? I love azaleas, but I don't grow them in my garden. Um, mm. I just, I don't have that much space. No, me neither. I'm running out of room. Yeah, I might I need to do more gorilla gardening at my next-door neighbours or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I often eyeball um, verges over the road and things like that and think, well, <laughs> they're not doing anything <laughs> yeah, with it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, um, Mary, we're aware of your call about the mango tree. We do have to go to the news. We will be chatting to you on the other side. Nine o'clock, everyone. Partly cloudy today with a maximum of 29. Right now it's 20.8 and the humidity is sitting on 49%. Overnight, the minimum will drop down only to 15. It'll be cloudy tomorrow with a maximum of 24, so a little bit cooler. And then looking ahead to Monday, a maximum of 23. And it will again be partly cloudy. Excellent, excellent gardening weather. Would Perfect. you not say, Andrew? Oh, I love it. <laughs>
Me this too. This is the best time of the year for us gardeners. It certainly is. Not too sweaty. I like a bit of cloud cover. Me yeah, too. I enjoy Not that. Not too burny on the skin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, we do have very patient Mary from Banjup. How are you? I'm very well on a beautiful day like today. Isn't it lovely? Hmm. Oh, I'm out here and we've got five acres, so you know, we... Oh, you lucky Walking around thing, out there. Mary. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. You're so lucky. Cleared, but, you know, it's sort of... I'm running out of time, years, with, you know, to, to build on the information that I've learnt and mm-hmm. then to add to it. So I've sort of got to do the best I can as quick as we can. <laughs> You'll get there. Keep going. One foot in front of the other. Yep. Now, with mango trees, I've got two. One's about three metres high. The other one put in at the same time, five metres away. It's about two metres high, and we had one deadly frost this year, and it just burnt um, the smaller one worse. Right, okay. So that's the the two-metre-high one, and a lot of the branches... Um, have died back. They're dead. Okay. But they're also partly still alive now. And there's new growth coming onto them. Um, but which way do I prune them? Because we have to water here where we are. Okay. And that uh, we've got poor water. So do I prune it so that the cuttings back to sort of where it's just dead? Um, and the cutting cut is parallel to the ground so that water doesn't hold in there? Uh, yes, I would give them just a... a I wouldn't prune them too hard because it is the growing season, so you don't want to cut off any new growth. Um, mm, so I right. just look, cut off... Uh, for the one that's just two metres tall, just cut off the affected, the most affected, the tops of it, um, and just let the rest just grow. So d- don't go too hard on it because it's obviously been damaged by that frost. So I wouldn't go too hard with it. Just cut off the bits that you don't like looking at. Okay, well, we only had one or two days this year that were really bad, but and whereas last year we had, oh, probably a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, as no, the tree matures, is- though, it will withstand the frost better. So yeah. uh, you've just got to sort of nurse it through the first couple of years, but apart from that, it'll be fine. It's not going to kill it. Good, good. Well, I was sort of uh, desperate because they had such lovely mangoes that were shared with the birds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's a good good uh, point that you make there, Mary. Um, why would you let your mango tree go much taller than about three metres? Because who's going to get them? Just the birds. So keep them low, keep them sort of pruned low. You'll get your fruit down low so you can easily pick them, particularly as you, you're getting old and nobody wants to get up a ladder mm. uh, to be picking fruit. Mm. Or, you know, it'll even, you probably won't even need to uh, uh, have have netting and things like that if you don't want to if it's all kept down nice and low so yeah keep your fruit trees low so you can pick them not give them away to the birds a lovely gravenstein apple tree which is about 30 odd years old and we didn't get one apple last year so the birds must have been really desperate Uh, you must um good idea to net those for sure yeah okay well thank you all right mary have a lovely day cheers for now now, we have next Saturday coming up the Narra, I hope I can say this properly, Narra Jabup or Narra Gabup. 
Narragabup, I think I like the sound of that better. Yep. Narragabup Festival. Okay, now it's in Rockingham and it's on next Saturday between 10 and 3. Now it's a place of wonderment hiding in Rockingham. Uh, it's the Rockingham Regional Environment Centre, which is an amazing 1.7 hectares dedicated to educating people on the care of their native animals, learning about bush tucker, caring for the land, growing your own food, and the biggest issue, learning about recycling. They have a great collection of reptiles and marine life that they showcase for educational purposes, plus many other things. Now, they have a family fun day coming up next Saturday, 28th of October, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Gold coin donation for entry. There's entertainment. There's sausage sizzles, uh, information stalls, artisan stalls, ice cream and coffee vans, face painting, plenty of activities for the kids. And there's going to be a demonstration by our very own Chris Ferreira from the Forever Project demonstrating setting up a firewise garden as well. Okay, so there's it's a going, sounds like a fantastic day filled with fun and educational as well. Okay, so that is the Narragabup Festival next Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. located at 49 Safety Bay Road in Rockingham. Go if you can. It sounds very, very good. Great, Great day to get for the kids. kids. Great yeah. day for the kids. And, and, and teaching and learning all combined. All right. What can we go to? We're in Belmont. Greg, good morning. Yes, good morning, ladies. Hi, Greg. Um, it's a twofold question. Um, first of all, I've got a Melaleuca. Um, and it, I don't know what you call it, but it comes out in a, a very small flowers, like a bottle brush, very white, like a white, very pale cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, six weeks ago, it was in flower. It's absolutely beautiful. My bees love it. Um, the centre of it now is bloody dead. Now, is it at its prime or past its prime? Or How big um, is it, Greg? It's about... About two metres by two metres. Oh, I wouldn't think it's dead. How long has it been in there? Um, it's probably been there for about 15 years, 14 okay. years. Yeah. It, uh, look, I, I don't think it'd be dead. Um, it could be... Have you been giving it lots of water? Yeah, it's had, it's had um, well, nothing more than normal as, oh, it, okay. as it has done for a few years. But right. They don't like too much water. The entire, so. the entire centre. And the entire centre of the two main stems are just completely dead. So mm. when you go in the middle of it um, and you pull that dead out, um, is it sort of soft and squishy or is it dry? It's dry, yeah, it's hard. Okay, all right, okay. Well, And is there still green shoots on it in other parts of it? Yes, the outer, it's, it's um, the surrounding branches. Um, oh. I seem to be reasonably healthy okay then don't worry yeah, about it just let it go i can't find any ants or anything no like that. no yeah. just let it go it'll be fine just up uh, i would if there's sort of broken uh dead branches in the center of it i would just remove yeah. them if there's sort of um you know leaves and things in there just remove that and yeah. um so long as there's lots of uh green healthy growth uh elsewhere on the plant just let it go okay. yeah all right um just another question um i've got a moringa Plant growing. Yeah. Um, the rats have eaten eaten it over the years. Oh, nice but, um, it, I've actually, I actually looked at it yesterday, and it's got some green shoots coming out of it, so it's all right. But I've had um, four big seed pods come off it. Yes. Um, I have picked those, and I've had them drying out in a uh, brown paper bag. Yes. But I can't seem to get them to germinate. Is there a secret to them? Um. So. Are you what type of thing? What type of soil uh, mix are you using to try and propagate? Um, I'm just u- just using a premium um, 
um, cutting and seed mix. Okay, so yeah, so if you use a seed raising mix, yep, um, and don't overwater them, like just make sure that you're watering them a little bit. It wouldn't hurt to use um, a cloche over the top to sort of create a more humid environment yeah. over the top of the pot when you're trying to propagate them, uh, just to I've keep it moist. The, um, I've actually got a couple of um, the old cool drink bottles cut up. That's and, perfect. And that would be perfect, yeah. So put yeah. that over the top. And, um, you know, sometimes with seed raising, you don't always have success, particularly, you, you know, if you're harvesting them yourself, you don't always yeah. have instant success. So keep persisting with it. And you might get, you know, one or two plants out of three pods, you know. Yeah, well, I've got um, six in at the moment. I have tried six before, but they okay. just didn't do anything but. I still have probably, you know, two or three dozen seeds in the paper oh, bag. Oh, good. So. Well, keep going. Keep, don't don't give up. Yeah. And if you just um, right. give them a little spray with a, with a, just spray the top of the soil with a, you know, just a light spray rather than a heavy drink, that would be better for, for them as, they, as they're trying to set seed. Okay. I'll give that a burn and see what happens. All, All right. right. Good luck with that. Yeah, thank you That's very much. It's a bit of fun anyway, isn't it, Greg? <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it, it's all, it's all hit and miss. So, um, you know. Oh, that's what gardening's gardening all about. Is, yeah, too much. Yeah. Um, pure mathematics, you've got to get lucky sometimes, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Buy a lot of, give yeah. it a go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Ciao. Okay, let's go to Queen's Park. We're chatting with Karen. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Hi, Karen. Um, <laughs> um I am wondering, I have got uh, geraniums, and while I was away, they, they grew like mad. And they were so full of flowers, but I don't really want to cut them back while they're full of flowers. They have got a few, most of them have died down now. Is it possible, can I cut the geraniums back any time? Any time. I mean, I know they're Perth, hardy. Yep. No, no, any time in Perth you can cut them back. But as, you, as you've just said, so they've sort of had their first flush of early spring, so it's a great time to cut them back now, and you can cut them back by at least a third, um, and then you can use those cuttings to make more plants. Um, they're very easy to propagate. And um, then you'll have lots more and you'll see that they'll, over the next couple of weeks, they'll start shooting again and you'll have flowers by Christmas. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. And just one other question. Uh, white flies, do they do any harm? I mean, I see them every now and then actually they look more greyish than white. Uh, you know, when they water something, they come out of, of the shrubs and whatever. Do they do yeah, any harm? So they don't do harm, but their um, their little caterpillars have already done the harm by the time you see the white flies. So um, they're little tiny, they're probably more like little tiny moths. But they mm. actually um, have a good uh, role in the garden to, they do a lot of pollination. So um, they, they're not going to do any harm. No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I don't do, I don't do anything to them anyway. I, I mean, no, I don't use any, any no, pesticides no, no. or insecticides. No, 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 no I don't. We don't really okay, want to spray, spray, spray. Good. That's good. Then I, getting back into the garden. Fantastic. Okay. Good on you, Karen. Have a lovely morning there. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. You, you Bye. too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye for now. 
Okay. All right. What's next? You want to do a couple of emails? Yeah. Are, so, are you breathing okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm breathing. There's a really popular um, indoor plant that is actually an enormous outdoor plant, and it's the Ficus lyrata, the uh, fiddle leaf fig. And uh, a lot of people, you know, see them in a store and think, oh, I'd love to have one of them. And They're not so um, easy. Limited success, some people. Mm-hmm. They're not so easy. And the main problem is that people overwater them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a very dear friend friend Medine who has uh, never had success with one she loves them um, but she's had so many and she's not going to grow them anymore because she just can't do it um, but uh, this lady uh, we've got uh, her name's Andrea she's uh, sent us in an email with some pictures and uh, the leaves are brown and looking very ordinary um, probably what you need to do Andrea those leaves will actually never recover so you need to remove them I actually think that you are overwatering this plant mm. And I always say to people, like I said to the gentleman earlier that called in, um, get a wooden chopstick from a takeaway store, you know, buy your Chinese takeaway, get a wooden chopstick and you stick it in the pot. And if it comes out with little tiny bits of soil attached to it, that is that means that the plant is watered enough. So you don't need to water it. You don't need to water them every week. Mm. Sometimes you might water water them once a month. Plenty, plenty, plenty. They don't mind being dried out. Mm. So... Um, but once the plant looks like Andrea's, um, she needs to remove those those leaves. They're never going to recover and uh, wait for the new growth. It will recover. They're tough. You know, out, you see them, they're huge in people's uh, outdoor gardens mm. um, and quite an attractive green plant. Mm. Um, but from time to time, they will get the yellowing of the leaves. They don't mm. always look as perfect as the day that you bought them in the store. No, they can be tricky. They they like position. You find the right they position. Do. Exactly. So don't not they don't them. like full sun. No. They, if they're happy there, don't move don't them. Don't move them. Yeah. I have discovered that. Mine is growing beautifully uh, in, on a patio outside yeah. in a corner. It's almost hitting the roof. It's growing yeah. that tall. You can chop them. You That's can the other thing. chop them. You can be quite brutal but, with them. Yep. And you can remove the leaves and the, the leaves are looking really manky remove them because new ones will shoot from those yeah. spaces yeah. so no, yeah, and don't over water i made a mistake i brought mine in last year for a while because it was so spectacular i wanted yeah. to have this show off plant in my in house north. and the air con Ooh, oh, did yeah, not no, like no. that at no. all they so actually don't mind the dry heat that we have here in perth yeah and, and it, so the big ones that you see around the gardens in older gardens yes they are people's remnant Mm. indoor plants from the 1970s yeah so and yeah. same with all the rubber plants that you see in yeah. old gardens yeah. people probably had a small rubber plant as an indoor plant in the 1970s and thought oh, what am i going to do with this it's too big for the house shove it out i'll put it the in the garden and now everyone's going oh. same with the umbrella plants yeah oh boy yeah. now they're massive i'm not a big fan of them umbrella plants no, yeah no. I, I think they were around when i was growing up yeah and it's funny the plants that were around when i was growing up sadly i don't have a a, a joy for them you're not passionate I'm not about passionate them. about them because no. I don't know what that is yeah <laughs> but I'm pa- you know everything has a cycle and circle so perhaps I'll get back to them you probably will in yeah. about 10 years time yeah go, I'm gonna buy myself yeah an I'll get an umbrella plant <laughs> <laughs> yes oh dear and uh, we've got another uh, quick email here from uh, Diana in Balladura who writes uh, I've got a problem with a rose and it uh, shows those brown aging signs halfway through their bloom and honestly, 
these blooms are divine. Um, that is a normal thing for a rose to do. As it as the uh, the yeah. flower gets older, the bottom uh, leaves petals, will yep. uh, the petals will flutter down to the ground, and that's just part of the normal aging of a rose bush. So mm. don't worry too much. Yeah, relax. We do worry. Diana, we do worry. Okay. Okay. Nine four eight four one nine two seven. We shall return. One hundred point one FM. Yes, I did. Jonathan, <laughs> you're li- listening to Let's Talk Gardening. And my taskmaster was just asking me whether I'd given the answer to the previous quiz. He's brutal. Oh, yes. I know. I know. He cracks that whip, honestly. Oh. Honestly. So actually what we'll do uh, soon is we'll give away another prize, $75 gift voucher. You can go shopping at Bigger Trees this time around. So we'll be doing that in the next half hour as well. Now, I know we've got some calls coming through and we've got some emails. I have a couple of questions for you. Um, I just wanted to touch on indoor plants, actually, and watering. What is inconsistent watering? That uh, that gets bandied about a it bit. It does, it does. And, um, you know, uh, plants like people like to be fed on a regular basis. Mm. So they sort of fall into a pattern of, of how you water them. So it's a good idea to have a, a you know a, a gardening calendar yeah. which so you remind yourself when you last watered them mm. or you can check your work by doing the chopstick method. Yep. I think yep. it's, you know it's cheap. Well, it doesn't cost anything, does it? It's recycling the old chopstick. Easy than um, sticking a finger in there. Yeah, mm. well, you don't, you know, don't want to damage your nails, do you, mate? <laughs> Not mine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think, you know, consistent watering means the same amount um, in in regular intervals yeah so not not over water you don't want to suddenly give them a huge big drink and they go oh i don't know what to do with this and then you give them nothing for months yeah but plants are not going to cope with that so, so it needs it's to little be little and regular regularly depending yeah. on the plant yeah. yes okay yeah, yeah. that's a mistake of mine Okay, let me see. Who was in first? We're going to Burns Beach. We're talking about Radamachira. I love these these shrubs. Helen, good morning. Oh, good morning. Hello, Thanks Helen. For taking the call. Hi. Um, as you say, I've got this beautiful shrub that's been in about four years now, and it has patches of just not looking very healthy at all. So um, I chop off what doesn't look too good. Um, and I'm really not getting very far with it, and I'm wondering if you've got any suggestions of what I could do to improve it. So it's Radamachera summer scent, mm. and for those Summer's people scent. that don't know what it is, it's a, a beautiful hedge that will grow to about three metres, and it grows, um, so you buy them in at about 60 centimetres, and it'll grow about a metre a year to three to year three and then it will stop growing it's an informal loose hedge with a lovely green leaf on it and a very pretty a bell-shaped flower that is about about five centimeters uh, long and a little it just, yellow center a super mm. pretty mm. super pretty hedge uh, without a fragrance so a lot mm. of people are looking for, they don't want an overwhelming hedge um, that is going to be too highly scented particularly if you want it for a screening hedge where you're planting a lot of plants Mm. Um, in a row so um, Helen in answer to your question uh, you'll have some within that hedge that will um, be 
looking good others will not and that's because of the soil so it's really important that you're feeding the soil particularly in burns beach where you live on the coast and it's basically a sand pit uh, and a big sand dune so radamacheras don't love they love sandy soil they love the free draininess of the sandy soil but they do need some extra nutrients so you, these will benefit from mature compost by adding that to the soil not just once you really need to do it maybe twice a year and just just throwing it on around the base of the plant and watering it in well, you'll see that the new growth is really lovely and lush and green and healthy. Oh, that's great help. Thank you. But um, what would you class as mature compost? Is it something I can buy because I don't have a compost heap? Okay, so no, don't use it from the compost heap. You need to buy it and you can. Um, there's plenty of great places that sell mature compost. Um, I know that you can get it from our friends at Green Life Soil Company um, and they'll, um, you know, you can go and get it from them. You can buy it from the big box store and it's yep. actually called, uh, and any of the garden centres, and it's called Mature compost so it's not mushroom compost it's called mature yep. compost and you can buy it in a bag and it's super cheap to buy it's the cheapest fertilizer that you'll ever use and what you're doing by adding mature compost is you're actually remediating the soil and you're building up your soil so that it's healthy so all those beautiful mm -hmm. soil microbes are able to uh, be activated and feed your plants better lovely thank you so much for your advice i'll go and get some today thanks helen Good it's not you, expensive helen. at all thank you very much for your help all right have a lovely day you too bye-bye with my radamaturas, I notice at this time of the year, and it happens each year, some of the branches go a bit yellow. They do, and yep. uh, But I get into them with the... I use the Ciparia seaweed, and I really get into them with that and, you know, some fertilising. And it just... I notice this time of the year, each year. Yes, that's right. It's almost to... like they go... Oh, I don't know about this warm weather. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to sook for a little bit yeah, and, and then, then, they, then they're away. And then they're away. They yeah. love the warm weather. Yeah, but yep. I do I do give them a bit of a zhuzh. They do well. need it. Zhuzh In our soil, our soil is yeah. pretty ancient yeah. and um, pretty nutrient deficient in many yeah. ways. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Keep we're feeding. Talk, yeah, keep feeding. We're talking about lavender. Diane, good morning. Yes, good morning. Um, I hope you can help me. I bought two lavender plants last year. Um, I don't know what the name of them is, but the little heads have two sort of frills that pop up on them, and they're very, very pretty and flutter around. They re-flowered um, this year, and um, they were looking absolutely spectacular. And then I went away for a week, and they didn't get watered. And now they're looking tragic. And I'm not sure whether I'm supposed to prune them, when I'm supposed to prune them, or what do I do? So the thing about lavender is it doesn't, they don't mind periods of dry, but not if it happens all of a sudden. So if you've been watering them, watering them, watering them, and then all of a sudden they have a month with absolutely no water um, or any period of no water and it's suddenly hot, then they're going, they're not going to like that. So if I was you, Diane, I would um, remove the flowers. So give it a trim and um, just slowly introduce the water again, not big quantities of water. So just slowly at the root zone, um, count to 20 as you hose the root zone, not over the, over the leaves, um, then you'll, um, they should come back. 
they should come back. Okay. How, how far down do I actually trim them? Because I'm not really sure as to how far down you should go down the stem to get that flower off. Yep, so don't go to the old wood if you can. Okay. So only go to the new wood. So it's really just to give them a tidy up. Okay. All right, because they've kind of gone all flat instead of standing up straight. Okay. So if yeah. you if you just trim back where the flowers were, um, I don't uh-huh. know how tall your plant is, so just go back to where the flowers have sprung from um, yeah. and then you know just give them a nice, neat trim and they should come good again. But don't overwater them and don't let them dry out. They'd, um, you know, the lavenders like to be uh, watered consistently, as Ray and I were yes. talking about earlier. With indoor plants, they're sort of similar, but they definitely don't like to be suddenly overwatered. Because they yeah, rot. Okay. They rot. Okay. All right. Terrific. Should I put some more potting mix in the in the um, uh, containers? They're in terracotta pots at the moment. Uh, you could top them up with a bit of fresh potting mix. That wouldn't do any harm. Um, a potting mix with um, some fertilizer in it. So the best quality okay. potting mix that you can afford. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Good on you, Diane. Bye. Cheers. All right. Okay, let me see. We have another open garden happening tomorrow. Now, it's raising funds for Kenyana Wildlife Park. Very, very, very important, the Kenyana Wildlife Park. Now, the garden that is open is called Cranny Nook. I know it's a very good garden. It has been open before. The address, this is a difficult one. Um, I'm going to say it's Atoifi Gardens, 9 Atoifi Gardens, A-T-O-I-F-I. Is that what you'd say? Atoifi? Yeah, it sounds like that. In Helena Valley. Okay, now it's open tomorrow between 10 to 4 p.m., uh, it's $5 entry and all the details are under Cranny Nook. If you Google Cranny Nook, K-R-A-N-N-Y Nook, uh, if you Google that, the details are going to come up. It is a fundraiser for the Kenyana Wildlife Pork Park. <laughs> <laughs> Park oh, sorry, there's too many words going on here. And it's very important. Uh, they do great work. Yeah, absolutely. Really great work Brilliant work. Wildlife. And we want to support them. Okay, yeah. so the Cranny Nook Garden is open tomorrow. It's in Helena Valley, uh, 9 Atoyfi Gardens, Helena Valley. Okay, between 10 and 4 tomorrow. Please support it if you can. All right. Let me see. I might let you do another email. Well, Would before you like we do to? that, yep. I'll get into trouble from Faye if I don't do the plant of the day. Let's do it. So uh, Faye tells me that we're up to a K. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be good to say K for Kalanchoe. Yes. Or Kalanchoe, as some people say. Well, I say Kalanchoe, but... It's yeah, it's you another say one tomato, of those. Yeah, I say tomato. tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the moment in the garden centres, you'll see um, if, if you are wanting to have um, like beautiful, bright, bright colours in your alfresco area, then oh, these yeah. are an amazing plant oh, for you. Vivid. So they have fleshy leaves mm. and really beautiful. So if you want to create a Mexican themed uh, dinner party or something like that, these would be the great plant for running down the centre of a table because they come in all these incredible bright colours um, and the leaves are fleshy and green and um, you can get the the colours of the flowers are anything from bright yellow, bright orange, bright pink, bright red. And you can line them all up and have all these amazing colours. Mm. So if you want some bright colour in your garden that will flower year after year, 
that's a really good plant, the calanchoe. And they and just have their them. flowering period, would you say? Oh, or? they have a really long flowering mm. period. They probably go from now they're really at their peak, but they'll last all the way through to the end of summer yeah. because they're basically a succulent. So, they are, aren't they? Um, so they don't need a great deal of water. Hardly any water, set and forget time, almost plastic. Yeah. Almost, almost. plastic. Okay. Yeah, we but, like that. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, but they're beautiful. And, you know, why not put them in a coloured pot, like a brightly coloured pot, so you could have a contrasting pot. You know me, I'm always into containers, so mm. you could get a brightly coloured container and just treat them like an annual if you, you know, if mm. you if you want, uh, or a bunch of flowers, cheaper than a bunch cheaper of flowers. Cheaper than a bunch of flowers. Yeah, indeed. beautiful plant. K is for Kalanchoe. Thank you very much. Now, Barry, Beryl, what is wrong with me? Beryl of Bell Divers called in and she wants to know if we've got any tips for growing dichondra on her verge. Uh, it's not doing very well and needs lots of water. Uh, does it grow in full sun successfully? So, Beryl, yes, uh, Dichondra repens, which is yeah. repens is the uh, lawn alternative that a lot of people use, and it is the green variety of the Dichondra, um, and it's shaped like a kidney. It's also known as kidney weed. Um, it does need water to be established for sure, um, but then once it's established, it will take off and go right through the garden. So, um, it's a great lawn alternative. It will operate in full sun but you'll notice that the leaves will go smaller in the sun my i have it and in the shaded areas it goes better yes it definitely it still grows does, yeah. in the sun but the shaded areas exactly. are more lush exactly mm. more lush and mm. more sort of green um and the dichondra silver falls is a very big favorite of mine um i yeah. love it sort of in the in the garden beds but also um hanging out as my spiller in big containers i love that one Mm-hmm. And looks great in hanging baskets as well. It it, it does. And uh, Coral of Manda is asking if you can please repeat the compost for the Redimaturum. So it's mature compost, mm. and uh, there's plenty of suppliers that um, ha- that you can get it from. You can get it um, in bags. You can buy it from the big box store. You can buy it from any gardens, any good garden centre. We'll sell you mature gum, uh, mature compost, um, and it's. Uh, it is the cheapest and best form of fertiliser for your garden because it fixes the soil. Yeah. It's and it's so easy to apply. You literally just chuck it on and water it in. Best thing you'll ever do. Yep. I agree. Now, I think we're going to go shopping. $75 gift voucher you will have I to spend at, uh, me too, at uh, Bigger Trees in Pickering Brook. And now the new stock this week includes some beautiful peonies in flower. Now, Ooh. I know, I, I said to Carrie, peonies, and she said she has some that... Evidently go very, very well. In, in Pickering Brook, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so lucky. She has the Viburnum snowball trees. I got I one for them. Faye for her birthday, oh. and I think I've got to get myself one. Mine are in flower at the moment, and they are gorgeous. Aren't they pretty? Yep. And she's got the hydrangea peewee and oak leaf. Yes, I did Beautiful. say oak leaf. Yes. Uh, Eric, Jeanette, and Satomi Cornus. Forgive me with some of my pronunciations. Royal Purple Smokebush, love, love, love. Nashiki Red and Orange Physocarpus. Have I got that right? Yep. Robina Casque Rouge Wisteria Plum. Ooh. Plum U and a selection of Elstromerias, our Princess Lilies, and C.O. Cianothus Pacific White. Cianothus, that's a great it's plant. It's a great plant. And yep. I had that one at our recent uh, gardening high tea. I picked that one out and uh, a lucky 
unlucky winner went home with that. She's got some great gavrillias in and lots more. Now, latest news at Bigger Trees is they do have a new section in their nursery dedicated to natives and hedging plants. I have checked it out. It's looking great and it'll only go on from there. So Bigger Trees just keeps on expanding and getting better and better. They do deliver across the metro area. I suggest you browse their Facebook page for updates. Open Thursday through to Sunday. For more details, go to biggertrees.com.au. Here we go. You must be a Curtin FM member not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. Here's the question. In his song, Don't It Make You Want to Go Home, Joe South says there's now a drive-in theatre where something used to grow wild. I'll repeat the question. In his song, Don't It Make You Want to Go Home, Joe South says there's now a drive-in theatre where something used to grow wild. What was it? 94841927. Okay, we'll go to a break. We'll return in just a moment. And you're tuned to Let's Talk Gardening. My special guest in the studio, Andrea Whiteley, in the chair for Ms. Faye Akaro, who's off working in Cogent up this morning. Well, would we really call it work? I mean, come on. She loves it. Yeah, she loves it. And this is fun, right? (laughs) This is fun. And we do have a winner, Andrew from Yanjabup, for our $75 gift voucher from Bigger Trees. It's going to make its way to you this week, Andrew. Congratulations. The question was, in his song, Don't It Make You Want to Go Home, Joe South says there's now a drive-in theatre where something used to grow wild. The answer is strawberries. I thought you were going to start singing then. Uh, well, I do. I do. I I am chirpy. I don't mind a little break into song here and there, you were but just uh, about scare to. all our listeners away. And Andrew and I were just saying off air. We'd love to hear in your garden what brings you joy. We're into joy today, and what and gardens bring joy. What in your garden brings you joy? Please ring in and share. We'd love to know. And it cheers us up too. It makes us all yeah, enjoy each other's <laughs> joy. Nine four eight four. We don't one, always nine, want to hear two, problems. No, we want to hear joyful stuff. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're exhausted from all the bad news. Let's hear yeah. some good news from our listeners. Um, I had an email earlier in the week about uh, coffee grounds and are coffee grounds good for your veggie garden? Well, why not? Put them in. It's all good organic matter. Makes your garden smell nice. Put mm. them in, use mm. them, reuse, recycle. Mm. Um, definitely they will add some value because it's just organic matter. Mm. Um, I went to a garden in Minneapolis and we were walking through and we thought, what's that plant? What's that plant? We can smell chocolate. Oh. And the people had used cocoa beans for mulch. <laughs> so it actually smelled like, like chocolate. chocolate. And it, it was, was growing oh, well. It was beautiful. And the garden was so lush and beautiful. Mm. They had the most amazing hydrangeas I think I've ever seen in my life. Beautiful. They have different plants over there. To they do. Can grow yeah, here. They can There's grow a... hostas and all yes. beautiful paniculata hydrangeas. You get and, plant envy. Yeah. Yeah. FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out. Yeah, but then they love what we've got. So you always want what you can't have, don't you? 100%. (laughs) So, uh, yes, use your coffee grounds. Use as many as you want. Put them in your compost. Put them in your veggie patch. Um, They'll all add value to the soil. Um, And speaking of veggies and things to plant right now, um, if you're thinking about installing a little veggie patch, maybe something with the kids this weekend, uh, you can grow cucumbers, zucchinis and beans time to plant them this weekend and in the herbs you can plant basil parsley and chives nice get going yeah and you know save save some money how much is a bunch of chives to buy at the supermarket yeah four dollars and a punnet will cost Mm. you what Mm. 
$3.50 or something like that, and, and you get, get six more. cells. Mm. And so you can have chives for the whole of the year. They're one of my favourite herbs, actually. I love Don't chives. Gorgeous, Nothing better than scrambled eggs with chives oh. chopped over oh. the top. Yeah. Yum, yum. Yeah. I feel like breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> well, John normally delivers something up when we get off air. <laughs> yeah, he he's, does. Uh, he's he our does cook. For sure. He's our chief cook. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, so we've got uh, an email here from Jim and Helen in Jin Jin. And um, Helen uh, was connecting pipes up on the roof, I think, mm. peering up over the roof. I think she's had a knee replacement or something. Yes. And uh, she's been checking out banksias. So she sent us some beautiful pictures of banksias. So if you've got native trees, climb a ladder, have a look over the fence, see who's growing what, mm. and um, get some joy from peering over the neighbour's fence. Why not? Yeah. But be careful up the ladder. Very careful. Yeah. Borrowed <laughs> landscape, we call it, don't the we? Love a borrowed landscape. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got an email here from Elizabeth in East Cannington um, who sent us some pictures of a grass treat. Now, when she moved in in 2021, the grass tree looked super healthy. Mm. Um, but I will notice that this grass tree gives a little bit of a story. We've got a beautiful picture of the grass tree in 2021. Mm. And it had a giant flower stalk on it, actually uh, four flower stalks on it. Mm. Now, when a grass tree flowers, it exhausts itself. Mm. So the years after... It, it takes a while to recover from that. Um, a bit like a woman who has a baby, really. It's, it's mm. quite exhausting. Mm. So um, it takes a while to recover from that. So it can uh, look a little bit sad after that. And um, hers definitely does look a little bit sad. You can see looking a bit dry and a bit crispy. Um, so in um, nature, what happens is a fire comes through burns the grass tree and then it reshoots again now in your garden in your home garden you don't want to be setting fire to it really too close to the house especially it's very close to her house mm. uh, so she can trim all of the um, all of right back to the head of the grass tree mm. uh, trim all the dead leaves off and just leave the the uh, green leaves and it'll come back a treat mm. give it some uh, fertilizer for native plants mm. around mm. the base of it yeah there's not a lot wrong with that no not no. wrong it's no. just nature yeah. taking its course yeah. Yeah. yeah so um there you go elizabeth that's the good news about your grass tree you're not going to lose it it'll all come back yeah yeah just Agreed. give it a bit of a trim just to give it a bit of a tidy up really now um someone would like to know if where they could purchase a green rose and a black rose um, I think our Melville Rose Nursery is the place I'd go to um, for that. Yes, uh, I would definitely make contact with them up there and they'll yeah. tell you if we can, they'll know if we can even get them in Western Australia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can help out with a green rose, a black rose. Mm, not so much. Yeah, but you can go close to black with certain uh, colours. Deep, deep red maybe. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I would uh, go to Melville Rose Nursery for that one. For that inquiry, absolutely. So shame that it died, the green one. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But, but they're, uh, they're a little bit different, aren't they? But I know I've I know they have them. Yes, they've had them. Yeah, go up so. there for sure and see. But they do change their stock from time to time. So give them a call give them a call first. Go, or, do you know what? Just turn up because their garden is looking absolutely stunning at the moment. I haven't been there for ages. I've oh go. gosh! Well, if mm. you're going up to Gooseberry Hill, dash over the hill. 
Yeah, that's a and good call point. in and see them. I've see Patsy go. first, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. you've got a big day out. <laughs> I want to see. I want a clematis actually. I want to get oh, my hands well, on a clematis. I think they've got some. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> Don't yeah. forget with the clematis though, it's got to have its. Uh, uh, feet in the shade and head mm. in the sun, yeah. and it will do well. Yeah. And in a pot. Do you have them? No. Yeah. No success. Tricky, tricky little devils, <laughs> aren't they? For life's too short. Oh, I do love life's them. too short for a clematis. Yeah, <laughs> all the trouble, the, the grief I that they can, they can cause. I love them too. Yeah. We were okay. So let's squeeze in another email if we can, and yes, then we'll sure. head off to a break. So uh, we've got an email here from Deb uh, with. Almost the same last name as me, but different spelling. Um, and she's uh, building a house in Lake Coogee, coastal, lots of rock. And her um, question is that she's thinking about planting rosemary, agapanthus and lavender. Mm. All would do well. Yeah. Um, should she uh, treat the soil before she plants? And yes, you should. You definitely need to. You'll have a much better garden if you treat the soil before you do your planting. Yeah. So now is as good a time as any. Get some, get some good uh, soil conditioner, some mature compost. Get all of that. No point putting a $20 plant into a 20 cent hole. I always say that and it's so true and uh, so the the better the quality of the soil the better your garden will be and if you're building a new house it's a great opportunity fix the soil first Mm. so you'll then you'll always have good success with whatever you plant. Yeah it's easier than being retrospective isn't it? It is definitely. This is an opportunity. Definitely an opportunity and um, why not get out and put some good organic matter into the soil. And you and advocate for clay in soil yeah look you know there are yeah. certain times when you and certain conditions when you definitely do need that mm. and it's good to dig it through and you know the time to dig it through is when you've got a brand new garden you bet um you, it's very hard to retro retro use clay otherwise i've learned the hard way you end up with big lumps of clay in the ground <laughs> in the ground and you think why won't anything grow there yeah. but if you're putting in a brand new garden it's the perfect time to add yeah. some clay yeah for yeah. sure yeah and we do need it we need something to bind those ancient mm. grains of sand mm. because otherwise the water just goes straight through and it doesn't stay at the root zone of the yeah, plant it needs to be so yeah. no go for it we're saying do it perfect timing okay we shall return And you're tuned to Let's Talk Gardening, about eight minutes of the program to go. Then we will go to Jim Crinan with the classic 70s, and he's very patiently sitting in the corner, watching (laughs) us with his hands on his head, being a good little boy sitting in the corner. We've got someone who wants to talk about joy in their garden, which makes us happy to see your phone call. Hi, Glennis. Do I turn my phone? Am I radio off? Yes, yes turn it off, Glennis. Lovely. I couldn't <laughs> help myself. Oh, oh I'm so happy to I hear have... from you, Glennis. Tell us about your joy. Yes, well, about four years ago, four of my sons, uh, I used to always admire one particular son had this lovely little tiny Trev's hedge. Yep. And anyway, they picked up on that, that mum needed a, she was, wanted a hedge. So they came and had a big working bee, dug a big tunnel around my front garden and gave me 64 tiny trevs. Only one died. So now I've got the joy of this lovely hedge. And because I live in a retirement village, everyone gets joy out of my hedge. Oh, that's marvellous. Oh, Christmas time, I put on my Christmas flashing lights <laughs> <laughs> around the whole uh, area. 
and people, well, they'll bring the hospital people down, you know, to see my hedge. Oh, Glennis, that's marvellous. You're a legend. See, well it gives me joy because it just, well, I think yeah. it's my lovely sons. Yes. yes. And it's given other people joy too, Glennis. And this is and what also, we... Uh, Ray, I've had a couple of lots of gardening from John. John, our good one. Yes. I'm just going to give him a ring because I would like him to come and give the hedge some TLC. Uh, I've bought a um, fertiliser and two big bags of clay and compost. And then I'd like him just to put a bit of that all around the entire hedge because it's going to be a very hot summer. Yes, that's what and they're saying. And just give them a little bit of TLC and then put the wetter soil on. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's my plan. He's well your man. Done. He's your man. Well, well yes, done, Glenn. Very good value. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. He's he's a he's a he's a really good uh, buddy and helps helps me out. And he's still in business. Yes. Yes. It's great. Enjoy Wonderful. and thank you for sharing. We appreciate that. I love your program. Thanks, Glennis. Thanks, you Glennis. Look after yourself. Take care. Bye. Bye. And we've got a call about hippie astrums. I love, actually, there's something that brings me joy. Hippie my hippie astrums, absolutely. They make my husband happy. He's got his own little collection of them. Has he? Roma, good morning. Oh, good morning to you all. Uh, yes, I've got this hippie astrums, which I've had, I planted years ago, quite a few years ago, and they've always flowered for me. Now, last year they didn't flower, and this year they haven't flowered. Mm. But... Uh, last year, I noticed that it had like a white powdery stuff on them. Right. Down in the stem. Okay. Would that be the cause of it, them? It may stopping? well be, uh, Roma. Have you, uh, do you have you got them in pots or in the ground? In the ground. Okay. All right. So it could be um, that that white stuff may well have affected the the bulb, and um, that will prevent it from flowering. So they may, and if you've had them for years and years, they may be exhausted. It t- might be time to get some new ones. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought they last forever, though. Well, not, nothing lasts forever, Roma, but um, they, oh, yeah, well. yeah, unfortunately. You know uh, what I mean. Yeah, I know. So it's like mealy bug? Mealy bug, yeah. Mm. So you do need to keep them healthy. You could, are they still showing signs of that white? Uh, no, not at the moment. Okay, so I'd say the mealybugs really knocked them around, which will stop them from flowering. So you might yeah. have to get some new ones. You could lift them. Um, uh, you know, what, Have they got leaves on them? Yes, they have got green okay, leaves, a little right. bit on the yellow side. Okay, you might be giving them a bit too much water, do you think? Oh. If, if you so overwater them, they won't flower. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't like to be too wet. They like to be fed up. They do like to be fed a lot. Get your flowers uh, some, happening. Absolutely, mm. with some sulphate of potash. Mm. Um, so you okay. might want to do that next year. Give them um, some fertiliser with sulphate of potash for flower yes. and fruit. And um, and also don't let them get too wet. Oh, okay, because I keep them well watered. Yeah, maybe it'll so be maybe, too much. Mm, could so, be. Can I spray them with anything? Uh, yep, have a look in the garden centre for a treatment for mealybug. Oh, okay. Yep. That if it's yeah. white, if there's any sign of that white, that's what it will yep. be. Yep. Someone, oh, I think they said that you can, um, 
with doing with a cotton bud with methylated spirit on there. You can, but you've got to be so <coughs> careful. So yeah, I, I'd get a, an actual uh, formula for mealy bug that you can buy. There's plenty on the market. All right. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Well, thanks very much for that. Thanks, Roma. Good luck. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You Bye. too. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Cheers. Okay. All right. Now to wrap up, you've got yes, a couple of Yes. Somebody asked messages. me uh, quickly uh, what was the name of the brightly flowering plants for the pots. It's a Kalanchoe or Kalanchoe, and you'll find them in the garden centres in full bloom yeah. right now. Multiple different colours. Great for a Mexican-themed barbecue. <laughs> you've got you've got that on your mind. <laughs> yeah. You've got something planned. I think I want Taco Tuesday. I'm feeling that. Yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. that vibe. Yeah. When you go to America, when I was an expat in Belgium and I had American expat friends, aren't they good cooks? They are such good cooks. What is that? I love yeah. the pioneer woman. I follow her. Yeah. She's fabulous. Yeah. yeah, no, she's a really good cook. I mean, they just do different things to us. I think, they you do. know, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a good cook as well. Oh, I try. Yes. Now, um, this weekend, uh, the National Rose Society of Australia Championships and Conference uh, is on today and tomorrow. Now, the show is open today from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., okay? And the program at a glance, let me see. It's uh, the Rose Show and Floral Artistry Exhibition and the official opening uh Dawson's Garden World Roses for Sale, Homemade Morning Teas, beautiful um, guest speakers, uh, Richard Court and John Visca, uh, artist in residence. And there's, uh, let me see, what else have we got here? Uh, this is happening today and tomorrow uh, at, let me see, let me see, this is the information that gets given to me, the South Perth Community Centre. Okay, it's happening at the South Perth Community Centre. Not far from here. Not far from here at all. And Richard Court has got a very good garden. Championships, yeah. Okay, so he's speaking. There's everything there. So that's on today uh, if you'd like to go along between 1 and 5 p.m. And obviously uh, tomorrow as well on Sunday, 10 to 4 p.m. Okay, now the admission is just $5.00. So 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Sorry, we get so much information thrown at us, and I'm we're live on air, and we've sort of got to read it, on uh, you know, on the run. Okay. And John so. Visker is one of uh, the well, best. he's an tr- absolute treasure. He's a fa- famous West Australian garden historian. We had him on air a few weeks ago. Very I bought, I bought his man. book. Did I you? His oh, book. I did. He's I did. a wonderful man, John Visker. Yes, indeed. Treasure. Garden treasure. And so are you. And thank you for joining us today and sharing your time. I know you're a busy lady. Appreciate that very much. You're very welcome. Bev Daring and John Glidden, of course, Faye shall return next week. My gardenism for the morning is, is the spring coming, he said. What is it like? It is the sun shining on the rain and the rain falling on the sunshine. Beautiful. I, I love that. think so too. That makes me joyful. There you go. Joy is uh, yeah, our word of the day. You guys look after yourselves. Happy gardening. Remain joyous and uh, don't forget to share. Uh, Classic 70s next with our very own cycling DJ, the Jim Crinan. Take care, everybody. Catch you next week. Cheers for now. We hope you've enjoyed listening to another edition of Let's Talk Gardening on Curtain Radio. Happy gardening.